This is Alpha Geek Radio. Sports Flash brought to you by Fondor Shipyards. Forget the politics, we keep the galaxy far, far away from unemployment. 790 Dragon Sports Talk Radio. Sports Talk Radio. Ladies it was 3 a.m. when I heard the sound. It is time for FSL tonight. Championship coverage. Live from Dragon Con in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm Tom Merritt, Justin Robert Young alongside, and we just got out of one of the most stunning, exciting surprising championship games of FSL history, Justin. The final score is 9-8, to eight, and your champion, Scarro Exterminators! <laughs> Mixed reaction from the room, chance of exterminate the fans coming from both sides, oddly enough. And uh, joining us, Commissioner Harry Selden again. Good to have you alongside, sir. Thank you very much. It was a hell of a game, I think. I'm trying to remember which year it... Oh, yes, I recall now. <laughs> it's always hard for you which, which uh, target hologram Several you've thousand in. years run together, as one might expect. You know, you have precognitive, pre-programmed abilities, and sometimes eh, there's some glitches in the system. I'm not saying that tonight's final score was a glitch in the system, but I'm also not saying it wasn't a glitch. What are you saying? I am not going to say. (laughs) Fair enough. The story of this game is, of course, the final two minutes. A valiant effort by the Coruscant Senators. They were really the story of the season with the ownership change halfway through. You saw Coruscant fans that had been beaten down by the absolute mismanagement of this franchise again believe right up until that final minute when everything went wrong tom uh yeah no this this was uh this was a really sad end to what should have been a hopeful season uh in some ways, even given the problems they had with ownership midway and the change, it was so good to see Leia, Luke, Han Solo back on this field. And even with this result, would you agree this may be their best season yet? We'll see. You know, I'm certainly excited to see what happens next. Out of a 10, I would give my anticipation level a 7. Uh <laughs> Now, here's what happened in case you missed the very end of this game, and my apologies if you did, uh, a stunner, because this was close. This was a high-scoring game. Every time Scarrow uh, would score, Coruscant would answer until the very end uh, when the Scarrow exterminators, uh, in a masterful play, sent on an entire Cybermen squad uh, that Coruscant was not prepared for. I mean, Han Solo was encased by the end of this. Certainly so. Leia taken off the field by the Scarrow staff. And meanwhile, Luke losing a hand on an injury. Uh, This was really about as dark as things should ever get for the Coruscant Senators. I'll be honest, uh, on that that, uh, play where Luke uh, injured his hand, it looked like Lando let the Dalek by. And I don't want to pile on, but that's a replay that gets worse all the time. I, I'll be honest, I think he chose the wrong side on that play, and that's why he got beat. 
Uh, and here we are. Uh, this is the first time that a team that I feel that is, uh, you know, kind of managed the way that Scaro is has has brought home uh, the championship. A very controversial team, but not without their fans. Where, where are the, the the exterminate chants? Let me go ahead and hear from the Scaro fans. On, on time with each other, but uh, certainly very, very passionate. nonetheless. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, this is an absolute crowning achievement for the Scaro Exterminators. Let's talk a little bit about them. They had a, a very uh, off and on season, but ultimately it is the rogues gallery that comes through. Yeah, uh, it really was, and in all aspects of this franchise played a part in this in this championship win. Uh, we saw great plays from Dalek Prime. We saw, as you as we mentioned, that Cybermen attack at the end. Uh, we saw the master strategy uh, and Davros, you know, who we haven't heard from in a few weeks, running up and down the field, taunting Luke Skywalker, "Who's your daddy?" <laughs> And it's the strategy to bring together so many disparate players that pays dividends for Scaro. Because now it is the opposition that weeps and the silence has fallen on the FSL with Scaro as the champions. All right. Uh, so there we have it. Scaro Exterminators, 9-8 champions. Of course, the Coruscant Senators disposing themselves well. Do you think that next season will be as good as this one? Well, we're going to see who gets elevated here. That's why uh, the commissioner has his hologrammed in. But but before we get into uh, the new players, let's go ahead and take a look forward into next season. Uh, Tom, uh, calls to depose uh, Lido here. Yeah. Uh, so, Commissioner Selden, uh, obviously we had a, a different situation this season with the round robin. Uh, for those who don't know, instead of the normal playoff situation, we had a three-way tie uh, in the East. We had a round robin between Cylon, uh, the New York Avengers, and the Chorus and Senators. Chorus and Senators advanced to the championship out of that round robin. Now, in the past, you have had a consolation game uh, that would determine between the two third place teams a third relegated team. This year, the bottom teams in both divisions are getting relegated. But up until now, we've had no decision determining whether there would be a third relegated team. So, is there not there there will not be a third relegated team? Is that my understanding? In my lifetime, I was very fond of both uh, round robins and three way decisions. I, so I, but I can say that I'm not sure that someone should be punished for what some might call aberrant behavior, but if you're on the slave planet, maybe not so much with all of this. I don't know. I'm going to go ahead and say that I've been pre-programmed holographically to say, no, we will not have a third relegated team. Now... Obviously, it's a, it's a difficult decision given the nature of the round robin tournament, uh, and 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 that would mean that the New York Avengers would, uh, because they'd lost two games, would have to play against the Ponyville Phillies. Some are accusing you of favoritism towards the Phillies in this situation. In my lifetime, I was fond of the Phillies. This is true. Uh, as far as favoritism goes, 
There are many complex elements that go into a decision, as you well know. There are variables. There are things we cannot plan for or cannot program. How could I possibly favor one team over another, especially a team with long, silky manes and pretty tails? I don't, <laughs> I don't understand why anyone would think that I would like the, the, the pretty tails and the pink and all well, the other things. And, uh, oh, excuse me, I'm sorry. That was a pre-programmed <laughs> issue. Another glitch in the system. Apparently the foundation is magic. <laughs> uh, Justin, uh, any further response? The commissioner says this is no, not favoritism at all. I, I mean, what can I say about the Ponyville Phillies that hasn't already been said about short buses? Uh they're nice. We should respect them. You know, they're they're players just like anybody else. They're just not quite as capable and and quite unfortunately they were not eliminated this season. We have to deal with them again for another season, but it's fine. The the commissioner very very uh, long ago determined what was going to happen and I think we need to abide of course by his ruling. All right. Uh, before we move off this topic and and talk a little bit about who is getting elevated, uh, I do want to uh, ask Commissioner Selden to respond to some allegations, some spurious allegations in the press uh, that Ponyville has been doping, uh, that they're they're using some kind of, of tranquilizers. Uh, is this is the are these serious allegations, and are you going to investigate? Of course, there's going to be an investigation. A lot of holographic time in the locker room examining various aspects of the franchise. We're going to take a very close look at all of the things involved, and no crevice or corner will go unchecked. I can assure you that extraordinary detail will be applied to this particular situation, what, and we, we will find out, we will get to the bottom of this, this silky-tailed bottom of this. What's your main hope? <laughs> well, I'm not married to my decision that I'm going to make, but uh, well, hopefully we can take a bite out of these crime allegations. You know. Will you personally be taking a hand in the investigation? And several oh, hooks in the investigation as well. Where sometimes you have to get dirty in a situation like this, even a hologram can glove up and take care of business. <laughs> And with that, let's look at the elevation! Uh, of course, a, a, a tip of the cap to the teams that are leaving the main roster of the FSL this year. That is, of course, uh, the uh, Arrakis Sandworms. Let's give it up for a proud franchise. They, it couldn't last forever, right? You know? It and, was a golden path while it lasted. Uh, and very controversially, last year at this time, we all gathered to celebrate the championship win of the San Francisco Federation. And today we bid farewell to them from the FSL. So a big round of applause for the San Francisco Federation. Uh, let me tell you, Justin, uh, I would like the commissioner's uh, opinion on this. Uh, this is seems like an unpopular 
event. It's not necessarily a decision. I mean, they they were the last place in the Eastern Division. Uh, writing campaigns, people trying to get the Federation restored. Uh, do you think it'll eventually be successful? Well, the problem is you've got a very competitive league, and the Federation doesn't believe in money. And when they don't believe that there is any money involved in anything, it's hard to bring in the high-priced talent. So I think we may have seen this flare out, and they will I, they may never come back again. At least I can't say what will happen for sure. sure. I can't say, but I can say that odds are you've seen the last of them. Mm. Through whatever lenses, the flare is out. Yes. <laughs> All right. Stop uh, let's talk a little bit about... The Elevation Tournament champion, as you all know, earlier this week, uh, the championship of, of the Elevation Tournament took place between the Pan Am All-Stars and the Los Angeles Guardians of the Galaxy. And uh, what a game that was. Wow. Maybe not as crazy as this championship, uh, but Pan Am, hard to understand what their strategy was through it. It seemed like they were at each other's throats the entire uh, the entire game. You know, really not a whole lot of cohesion. Uh, just a lot of kids looking out for number one. And uh, at the end of it, the cannon sounded, and they were bested by easily the surprise team of the tournament, the Los Angeles Guardians of the Galaxy. And boy, some. Guardians fever has swept the FSL. You can't walk anywhere throughout this live event without people humming stuck on a feeling. Yeah, red bone all over the place. Uh, everywhere you go. Uh, Star-Lord really brought this team together. A as you mentioned, Pan Am was all over the place. They did centralize their strategy partway through. It seemed like they were possibly going to prevail, and frankly, they just disappeared at the end. Yeah, uh, you know, you did, they just didn't have the manpower. You know, I mean, when, when you eliminate uh, the options on your own side, you just really don't have the options to take on a, a squad that really came together by the end. Yeah, Even when gear was being parachuted in randomly from the sky, they couldn't take advantage of that. I yeah. That was fascinating. No, no, and people oddly watching, you and know, the entire time. Peter Quill uh, pulled his team together. Uh, he is the player coach of the Los Angeles Guardians and uh, really brought a a lot of firepower in the late in the late minutes of this game. Certainly so. And, and, and when you look at him, you think this is a guy who can be a star in this league. A magnetic personality. And, and top to bottom, you really got to like this roster. Yeah. Uh, here's who you're going to see playing in the FSL next year. Of course, the owner, Yandu, uh, sometimes known to take the field. We'll see if that happens in the FSL. Player coach Peter Quill, though, as you mentioned, a, uh, a star lord among stars. Uh, Gamera, Rocket Raccoon, uh, Drax at Big Man, and, of course, uh, Groot, uh, who we talked with uh, earlier today. Indeed. I, I actually got a chance to speak to him right after he got off the field. Uh, he is Groot. Yeah, and I feel like that's really important in a moment like this. Yeah, uh, so there this guy you go. sticks to his talking points. I mean, really, I'm looking forward to seeing this team compete. I'm looking forward to seeing what else we'll see from the Guardians of the Galaxy. A uh, little bit of talk here that they might be moving or changing the branding out of the Los Angeles area. We'll see. You know, we'll see where they go. Obviously, a ton of options being opened uh, now that they've joined the FSL, but they are not alone. We have one more team that will also join the top ranks. Uh, this is the team uh, that Commissioner Selden allows the fans uh, to vote in 
And uh, this is a team that has had a lot of support uh, over all of the most recent seasons of the FSL, at least since Justin and I have been covering on Dragon Sports Talk Radio. Uh, Mr. Selden, would you like to announce the fan vote winner? The fan vote winner this year, hailing from the Cheyenne Mountain Gators. Yes, that is wow. correct. <laughs> Not a I can sing. tell by the stunning reception from your audience that they were all on the edge of their seats, hoping and waiting that someone would gate them into this one, and it's just, it's not happening. It's the Gators, G-A-T-E-R-S. And the penny drops. Uh, I mean, and again, I, I did predict a severe drop in IQs in this particular <laughs> stage of the galaxy's development, by the way. Huh? Uh, listen, talk about star power. These Gators have really got it in spades. Uh, Coach uh, George Hammond uh, will organize this squad. Uh, Jack O'Neill at captain, although a lot of people call him the colonel. Samantha Carter, Daniel Jackson, Walter Harriman at utility, and uh, Janet Frazier as well. Rumor is that also they're going to go after an acquisition for the upcoming season. We'll see. Yeah, uh, they're targeting, uh, they, well, they're rumored to be after Teal'c. And who knows if that'll happen. Yeah. All right. Well, that is it uh, for our coverage of the championship. Uh, congratulations to the Scaro Exterminators. One you more. One more round of the chant. L champions. Dark times for the FSL. If you're yeah. not an Exterminators fan, Scaro reigns supreme. And uh, how about just a little bit of love uh, for the Western Division champion, Coruscant Senators. Yeah. Or Eastern, Eastern Division. Some division, I don't know. That's it for the season, folks. We'll see you next time. It was 3 a.m. when I heard the sound. Dragon Sports Talk Radio. Sports Talk Radio. For those sticking around on Sports Talk Radio, Justin and I uh, are still going to be here uh, and answering questions. Uh, so if you if you have a question, uh, by all means, uh, do we have a uh, microphone uh, available? Yeah, there we go. The microphone's at the back. Uh, so just uh, uh, go up and uh, wave your hand. Let us know we, we have a question. We'll take any questions we want. Uh, any questions? Yes, I'm... <laughs> Uh, I'm wondering, what are the chances of the outed teams going off making their own uh, federation? Well, the FSL is, is just kind of the, the premier of, of so many leagues that, that operate uh, simultaneously. So, uh, obviously, if, if uh, you know the San Francisco Federation is, is out of the FSL contention... There's certainly nothing to say that they won't, uh, you know, return to play with uh, some of the other teams that they had, had elevated initially from, like the Deep Space Niners. Yeah, or uh, or the uh, Gamma Quadrant Voyagers, uh, or even that other team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're great. Uh, what well, uh, what are they called again? He does not. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I mean, obviously there are other leagues that form, and uh, I think a federation league reforming makes sense at this at this juncture. Thank you for your question. We all know the uh, deep-seated rivalry between Gallifrey and Scaro. The commissioner himself can kind of see through time and travel as the Time Lords can. Does he fear for uh, anything from the new champion, Scaro? 
There's the commission of fear for any developments. You can't be afraid of that which you know will come to pass. Predetermination is very relaxing. <laughs> I'm telling you, I haven't been stressed out about anything since I frickin' died. Because everything... <laughs> It's eventually everything will work out, but I can give you a small hint that when all life is exterminated, nature will start over with bees. <laughs> really? Yes. Wow. Golden Look at that. or red? It's I'm not. It's from War Games. I'm not sure which one he was referring to. <laughs> You're not allowed to say. Uh, actually, wait, we've changed the uh, microphone situation, so we'll just do a, a standard uh, line. If anybody has a question, just come up to the microphone right here, and uh, you can line up, and we'll take the questions in the order in which they are received. So it's kind of like you're on hold. <laughs> hey, guys. Really enjoyed the season this year. Is there any concern with the ownership, the overarching ownership of the... Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the Avengers, and the um, Senators course, all being the same corporation. Uh, you know, you, you've you've heard rumors to that effect. Uh, you know, I think the uh, the uh, overarching ownership uh, for for however you define that is really inconsequential as long as they're not colluding with each other. Uh, obviously, that is something that has to be brought into consideration when talking about the the galaxy, uh, guard, the Los Angeles Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, and the New York Avengers. But uh, we'll see. You know, I, I think we're not in any danger of that anytime soon. And if anything, the the success of all three teams shows that you know the people up top are getting something right. Yeah. Look, I mean, I get it that there are accusations uh, that the FSL and FSL Tonight specifically uh, might uh, be willing to take a lot of money from a particular studio in order to affect the coverage. Uh, but that's just true. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's not, it's not true. It's not, it's not true, is it? No. That oh, they've offered? Lord. They no, offered no, 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 no. I do want to remind everybody, just because it's on top of my head, that Frozen is out on Blu-ray and digital download. <laughs> It's a great film. Yeah, don't let that one go. No. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> so smooth. Forgive me if this was addressed earlier, but uh, how do you think the recent regeneration of the Doctor will mm. affect the exterminators in future seasons? I know it tends to get them, you know, breaks their concentration a little bit. Sure, sure. No, that's a great question. What Scarrow Exterminators franchise are we going to see next season? And what Doctor are we going to see? Uh, we're, I, I think we're going to see a more mature Doctor. I think he's going to be a little <laughs> more unpredictable. Will the Daleks, will the, you know, will they be as scary? After winning this championship? Oh, I certainly think so. I think the, the intensity of the Daleks is not in question. Uh, more is is Gallifrey and their, their signature star, the Doctor. They're, I think it would be very, very unwise to say that we are not going to see somebody that is a little bit more world-weary. Uh, uh, the end of this season has to have made an impact on him. Uh, and we're going to see a little bit more rough and tumble. Listen, he's not your boyfriend. Uh, he's he's going to come to play, and he's not here to make friends. Thank yeah. you. And, uh, and he's, he's definitely taking more of a command of the team, it seems like, uh, yeah. in all the talk going into the He's going to bonk his way through the season. Uh, and I, I hear they let River Song go. She's, she's gone. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. So, Useless. A question about the uh, Gators. You, spa you uh, talked about their roster, but uh, rumor has it that uh, the captain um, 
is not going to be actually available to play. Uh, something about the untimely death of his son. And Daniel Jackson apparently is also having family troubles trying to find, uh, like, his wife left him. Do you yeah. think this will affect All of that is correct. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's absolutely true. Uh, these, these, are, these are reports out there. Uh, let me tell you, getting information out of Cheyenne Mountain is almost impossible. Uh, they, they really guard their secrets uh, very close to the vest. I do believe that they are going to make every effort now that they've been elevated to get Jack O'Neill back uh, for next season. It's probably going to take some convincing, though, uh, given the uh, personal events. But we'll just have to take their word for it and see what happens. Hi. um, I'd like to bring it back a little bit to Coruscant. Um, R2-D2 seems to have some really great ideas, but nobody ever really listens to him. And it seems like it would be natural for them to let him play more because the opposition can't ever find him. Um, And uh, I was just wondering, with the new ownership, do you see this changing that droids might finally get the respect they deserve? All right, fine. Let's all address the cybernetic elephant in the room. Is there a droid bias in the FSL? I think undeniably, which is why Scaro winning is a huge element to this game. At the end of it, I feel like Coruscant lost this game against a fleet of Cybermen. And you have to wonder, if they had had an R2-D2, if they had had a C-3PO on the field, not all the time, but in a specialist role, would they have done better? They lost this game by one goal, and I feel like it might have been a human-cyborg relations uh, (laughs) translation away from them walking out as champions. I, I can say without doubt that there is no conspiracy or prejudice against your dirty, stinking, smelly robots in this league. <laughs> Just because they're not actual people and they don't actually have any rights and they, are, they shouldn't be here does not mean that we have any bias against them in the league. I'm so just you're, on the record for that. So you're looking for problems in the league, but it's not the droids you're looking for. Exactly. <laughs> but if you let them, they will always save the game if you just put them in. I'm telling you, man, uh, I think R2-D2 has saved that, that, uh, that franchise's bacon more than he gets credit for. So. Uh, Amen. Also, for audio listeners, she was dressed as R2-D2. Uh, Petey Ray from the Rose Gallery Update on Dragon Sports Talk Radio. Uh, we saw a winner in uh, the Scarl uh, Exterminators that really de- uh, developed a system of bringing up players to fill in roles throughout the season, and especially on the championship. Do you think that it's going to be a trend next season for more teams to develop a farm system, a depth system, bringing up players, and even going to uh, more of an effort to go into the free agency uh, system? Well, you have a very unique situation with Scaro. You know, they have a uniting point and, and kind of loose affiliations with franchises that w- that really are not available to other teams, you know? Uh, they are united in their hatred for Gallifrey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I know that's ugly to say, uh, but it's absolutely true. So they can make those calls to the master, 
to the weeping angels, to the Cybermen. They can bring them in to fit the the specific matchup that they are going to play. I don't think that that's necessarily there for younger franchises like the Guardians uh, of the Galaxy, you know, for for example, or the Cheyenne Mountain Gators. There's there's maybe a little bit uh, of of a of uh, you know satellites for which that they can pull from, but it, it's not quite what we saw with Scarrow. Yeah, it's an interesting question. A lot of people accuse the uh, the Guardians of being a farm team for the Avengers, uh, essentially. And the, and the way the Avengers have managed their franchise, I get why people say that. Uh, next season, Justin, wouldn't you say we're going to see, uh, with Nick Fury's more in, in, uh, increased involvement, we're going to see a return to the Avengers of 2013. Oh, certainly so. I think we we are done with the New York X-Men. Uh, we are <laughs> here for the New York Avengers. In in the X-Men versus Avengers uh, story, the Avengers have come out on top, at least with Nick Fury back at the helm. But I think after a bit of a, a, a mixed bag season, we are going to see, at least by my sources, Tony Stark, Bruce Banner, uh we, they are they are back on this team in a big way. There might be some crossover between those two teams. Though. Who knows though? I mean, they, 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 you you might think so, but immediately I don't think so. Yeah, probably not right away. And then the other thing to to keep in mind when you're talking about farm teams is the Ponyville Phillies. I mean, that that is a a farm system that it's a ranch system, but yes, yeah. That, that we have yet to see explored fully. I mean, we're just getting to know them. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, follow on to a couple of the previous questions. Earlier, we were talking about the Federation. We're already hearing reports that, almost out of spite, they're going to go and form a new Federation and write the rules such that the FSL won't be able to use them as farm teams anymore. Mm. You could make the argument that the Mondasian Cybermen won this game, not Scarrow, because it was their special team that came in and won the day. If the FSL teams can't use these outlying outer rim teams as farm teams anymore, what effect do you think that's going to have on the game? First of all, uh, you know, look at look at Corson as an example of being able to exploit the outer rim. Uh, to to help you out, and I and I think that that we may see some trouble with that kind of federation influence, uh, but there's going to be just as many opposing teams willing to step in. Uh, you know, I mean, don't forget the Kronos uh, Raiders are still out there. Certainly so, and when you look at what the regulations are now, Scaro won. They opened a Pandorica of whoop-ass on both Gallifrey and the Senators. And the fact that they were able to assemble the squad they needed to have to solve the problem is what defined it. If they can't do that anymore, then yeah, you have to look at the, the Exterminators as a less team than they are now. But right now, the rules say they can. Thanks for your question. When I think of the FSL, I think of family entertainment. I think of sitting on the couch with my son, watching every match. So when I come up here to ask this question, I really want a solid answer of how this league can allow the Guardians of the Galaxy, most of which have criminal records, into this league. Expunged records. Well, and, and uh, as, a, as a member of the audience says, they are expunged. I mean, does that change your opinion? Of course not. These people are, are criminals. And we're just, oh, their records are expunged, and that means what they did never happened? Hey, listen, Hold on listen. A second, All right, go ahead, Hold go ahead. On. 
allow me to educate you on something very important about ethics and integrity and the way this league has been run for many, many years. When it comes down to it, the team that wins, we don't care where they got the players from. <laughs> if you can put points on the board, you can walk around with two dead babies strapped to your shoulder and a lizard hanging from your neck and no one cares. Put the ball in the basket, Junior, and score for the game. Thank you very much. Metaphorically. You'll be hearing from the million no, moms no, in the FSL. You want to know what? Listen, there's a lot of talk about this, and you're not the only one, but I'm glad it was represented here, okay? You got a problem with the fact that these guys are in this league? Don't come to the commissioner. Go to the Nova system, all right? They expunge the records. You got a problem with them, not with us. You know, it, it makes me sick. Everybody talks about, oh... The league. The league should punish them. How about the actual justice system? You know what? How about you go out there, you talk to your local representative, and you say that by the letter of the law they should be in jail, not with an expunge record playing here. We're just putting on a fun game. And if they're... If they were in jail, they couldn't play. They're not in jail. Um, I couldn't help but notice that this uh, show is sponsored uh, by uh, the the uh, Starship uh, uh, Shipyard. Yeah, don't they make the Super Star Destroyer? The Fondor Shipyards have have made a lot of weapons for a lot of organizations. <laughs> yeah, they're a multi they're a multi galaxy system. You know, they they make many Vader's things. ship. I, I, I would have to check to be sure, but I, I imagine... It. Listen, I don't know. You, you might be looking for the Shipyard podcast that's recording next door. Uh, I, that, this is Star Wars profiteering right here. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Listen, Fondor Shipyards, their slogan is forget the politics. We keep the galaxy far, far away from unemployment. Are you against jobs? <laughs> We've seen the league fall apart so badly this year, from the fracturing at Coruscant to the traumatic loss of the Federation. Now, the Ponyville Phillies have gone through such a grinder. Do you think that they'll come out next season to really hold us together? Uh, I mean, listen. To say that they've been the glue of this season... Uh, would be an understatement, and I can only hope that that is literally true. Uh, this team is like an express, and you one. have to remember that. They're always going to be moving very fast. Elmer, I don't know what to say. Uh do, do we have any other questions from anybody? Uh, by all means, uh, if, you, if you have some, pop on up here. Uh, meanwhile, we're going to look ahead a little bit uh, to next year, so uh, don't be shy. Come on up and ask a question. Or well, we'll and also, people to well, I think uh, at this point, if we're we we usually do the the pull back the curtain section once we go off Dragon Sports Talk Radio. Yeah, yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll wind up on Dragon Sports Talk Radio. But I was going to look ahead to next. Then next let's season, go ahead. Let's go ahead uh, real quickly. So here's your, here's your lineup. Eastern Division, you've got the New York Avengers. You've got the Coruscant Senators. You've got the Cylon Raiders. In the Western Division, you've got the Gallifrey Time Lords, the Scar Exterminators, and the Ponyville Phillies. Uh, 
the Los Angeles Guardians of the Galaxy and the Cheyenne Mountain Gators. Where do they fit in uh, competing against these teams? You know, obviously the Western Division is is a little bit more stacked. It's kind of defined by the Scaro and Gallifrey uh, rivalry. No matter which team goes in there, uh, you know, they're going to have an uphill battle because it looks like those two teams are, as currently constructed, are kind of set to make the playoffs. Uh but I'll tell you, I, I think I would lean toward, uh, you know, if, if I had my way, I would have the Guardians of the Galaxy kind of filling in that, that lost star power of the Federation in the East and the Cheyenne Mountain Gators in the West. Yeah, it's against geography, but it seems to make sense. Sure. <laughs> uh, Commissioner, can you weigh in on, on that in any sense? Um, can't say where everybody's going to fall yet at this point, but let's uh, yeah, let's be honest with it. It's not as necessarily a spoiler to say that Cheyenne might not be around that much longer. So perhaps if we put them in the toughest division, you know, things sort of work themselves out. <laughs> uh, ominous words. Yeah, I mean, look, starting out next season though, it's showtime for the Cheyenne Mountain Gators. <laughs> Whether they can stick around depends on a lot of things. Um, Yes, I would like to report a proper investigation of the Cybermen for illegal upgrading of their own selves to overconquer any any of the other teams. So it's sort of a performance enhancement uh, uh, accusation. Have have you had any formal complaints filed about that? There has been no formal complaints of this nature filed. The suspicion has run rampant because when you have disgusting, worthless, artificial creatures. <laughs> All right. All Sometimes right. there is the realm with which their software, which smells, could possibly be reprogrammed to the point where they might have an extra competitive advantage. Let's be honest, though. If, if anything like that was discovered, I'm sure that the offending player would be deleted. <laughs> Okay, well, how about uh, them outnumbering by uh, bringing in and fans from the crowd then upgrading them to make, make more players? Uh, listen, they, they have a great recruitment system, you know? Like, <laughs> I, I really don't know why we keep focusing on, on all these very weird negatives. They, they obviously, they've got a lot of people that want to be Cybermen, whether they want to or not. Look, let's be honest. Yeah, when they go after high schoolers, that's yeah. a little young, right? Well, you know, a little, a little there young. There might be bounds on their recruitment program. Program, but sure, sure. But no matter what, whoever they have out there, you can guarantee it's a steal from the franchise's perspective. Yeah. I actually see where you're coming from, because when Doctor Who went to the alternate dimension, and uh, cyber, uh, cyber Industries actually he managed to bring in a, a near-global score, and all of them have literally did it without emotion or caring. And the weird thing is, it's almost as if, if they were being pre-programmed as Cybermen before they actually became Cybermen. Indeed, indeed. Great. And and absolutely, you know, whatever they count for blood certainly ran cold uh, today when they won. I want to take a break thank our sponsor, Cyber Industries. (laughs) Cyber Industries. Uh, We got one more question. Is the league going to look into possibly doing more international games? I mean, you have other teams such as the Hong Kong Jaegers who are fighting monsters in their own league as well. Yeah. The ex- yeah. International expansion. It's difficult to understand how you want an international league when we're already interplanetary. <laughs> <laughs> an intergalactic planetary <laughs> league. 
I mean, listen, it's yet another example of this terra firma bias that we see <laughs> not only in the FSL but in other leagues. And beyond that, if we're going to look at another Earth teams, we should probably pick one that wasn't horrifyingly disappointing like the Hong Kong Jaegers were. <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> Look, uh, yeah, Dragon Sports Talk Radio wants to serve all audiences, from the Pacific Rim uh, to, the, to the galaxy. However, uh, we got to cover who's in the FSL, right? And what you're going to hear on FSL tonight is the Scaro Exterminators won the championship. You go over to ESPN, and they're just going to be talking about the Terra teams. That's all they ever cover. Oh, God, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, we appreciate everybody uh, coming out and, uh, and being here for the live broadcast. Uh, what a crazy championship game, Justin Robert Young. It's already got me excited to see what happened next season. I, I can't wait. Can't wait. Uh, and thank you all for uh, for showing up here on Dragon Sports Talk Radio. Live Dragon Talk. It was 3 a.m. when I heard the sound. Stuck my head outside and I looked around. Dragon Sports Talk Radio. Sports Talk Radio. And we're off the air. All right. So, every year, uh, because FSL Tonight was a podcast that was conceived of at, at Dragon Con, is like basically... Like so things at Dragon Con. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do me a favor. Don't walk barefoot. <laughs> uh, we we like to... Nine months later. <laughs> Uh, we like to kind of open the floor and, and kind of talk about the the podcast from the kind of uh, hidden creator's perspective and, and kind of how we actually put it together. And this is the only time that we ever talk about kind of this end of it. So if anybody has any questions about how we put together the show or, or why we made the decisions that we did, then because the thing the that always stuns us, just come on up to the uh, the microphone. The thing that always stuns us is how well you all play, and this is true at DragonCon, it's true at Nertacular. Uh, the questions you ask are amazing, they're in-universe, they're exactly the kind of questions you would hear on Sports Talk Radio, <laughs> but with the knowledge of the universe that, not only the wider fictional universe, but the universe that we're messing around in uh, here, and so we, we cannot thank you enough. Yeah, again, uh, give yourselves a round of applause. Like, like, amazing. It, it is always mind-blowing and amazing when people play along. Justin, how many episodes of My Little Pony did you have to watch to prepare for this season of the FSL? Inconsequential. Sit down. <laughs> Next question. How many did you actually watch, Justin? Uh, you got any gum? <laughs> Let me tell you, uh, Wikipedia is a great tool. Yeah, I didn't watch any episodes of My Little Pony, uh, to be honest. I mean, like, well... You know, watch, you watch clips and you read Wikipedia stuff and everything, and then you just try to pick up on it. It, it, it really is hard when I mean, because we started the league with franchises that we knew and loved, kind of encyclopedically, and it, it's hard. That's been probably the biggest challenge going forward is moving into franchises that, like, if either me or Tom have really gotten into, because like I'll carry more Avenger stuff, Tom will carry more like Dune stuff, for example, and so it's like. 
one will kind of fill in for the other. Uh, but when you have stuff like My Little Pony or uh, Stargate, <laughs> uh, it's it's uh, more of a challenge. It's probably been the I mean for me I guess the biggest challenge as we've kind of grown and evolved. Right, and the other, and the other side of it is. You can only have a San Francisco Federation for so long before you're like, well, we either go Deep Space Nine, or we give them a re- we give them a rest and see what happens with the franchise. Yeah, uh, for a little while. I mean, that's really why. Like, like, there's no reason to not have a Star Trek team there, except for the fact that it's like there's only so many Borg jokes you can make. Like, <laughs> and once you've kind of done that for three years, basically, you're kind of. Like you know, you got to give it a rest. You know, even if, if even just to like, so you're just not. It's like, oh, it's the third episode. I bet you they're gonna make a joke about Worf. I'm just curious. Like, do you all just not care about the Cheyenne Mountain Gators, or no, I, I didn't get it. At you just didn't get it. I didn't quite. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense to me because it is a little obscure of a name. If we saw it right now, yeah, yeah, with the E. Yeah, okay, all right. I still think it's a good name. Yeah, I once you get it, it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Like most jokes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It, the best jokes take a lot of explaining. Once you get it, it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> and the more you explain, the funnier it gets. <laughs> I'm just kind of curious um, how far out you, like, when, when y'all get ready to start recording for each season, do you kind of, before you even start the first one, already know how you're going to have it play out, or do you kind of feel that as you, as you go through it? And, and uh, sort of how you determine how the games are going to be played out mm-hmm. who's going to win how you sort of what the thought process to that is there's like uh, three phases essentially uh, we start by having a meeting before the season and we map out all the big points like who's going to win the championship what's the story arc going to be for a, for a particular team what's the season they're distracted because they're drinks in the room sorry <laughs> uh, What's the uh, what's the season going to look like? And we kind of we write that all down in a document where I can see like okay by week five we have to hit this Uh, by you know by week six this has to happen (laughs) and then I use a spreadsheet Uh, actually use a Google Doc but uh, yeah so so we do that before the season and then right before we start recording the first episode we'll fill that in a little more so that when we do the season preview episode we can kind of telegraph a few things and then the rest of the time it's like right before we record the episode we decide the scores and the events I may have taken some notes ahead of time on particular episodes just to kind of give us something to play with Uh, but really most of it's improv well sounds great (laughs) but but yeah like like Tom said I mean the larger stuff is is all sketched out like I think we knew this season at the beginning of the season that we wanted we wanted a villain. We knew we wanted a villain winner. We yeah. wanted a villain champion because we had never had a villain champion before. So, uh, Scaro seemed like, I mean, from that division, that was the, the, the best way to go about that. Uh, and then, yeah. So, we knew that. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah, I'm trying to find my actual notes from 2013 because uh, at, the, at, the, at the bottom of that will be the what we knew for 2014. And if uh, you give me a second to scroll down, I can I can probably tell you if they're still in there. Um, well, here we can get another question. Yeah. So tying into the, the last two questions, like with the federation and you know the overall arc, when do you decide or like just go about um, deciding? You know, we're just going to focus on one movie, or we're going to go through the series of movies, or like you know what arcs you're going to pull from? Because I part of me was expecting you not to stick with, with first contact for the entire season, but to branch into insurrection and the other stuff. Uh, I think 
a lot of it's just kind of where we generally start. And also it's also to be fair, it's it's where our interests lie. You know? So it's like we did a whole I think it was last season, we did a whole Secret Wars mm-hmm. uh thing with the Avengers and that's just because I love how absurd and ridiculous the, the Secret Wars are and I was just like you know, it's just me pestering Tom to be like, "Oh no!" And then, and then, then Fang Foom comes, like you know, and that'll be that'll be game four. Like, so it, it's really if if we have an idea for where in the franchise we kind of want to center stuff, um, then it's there. And then other times it's like, you know, uh, I hope y'all really do like Guardians of the Galaxy because we're gonna be beating the hell out of that hour and a half of entertainment <laughs> for an entire season. Well, yeah, and that when we set that that preseason arc uh, that determines a lot of stuff. So like the Secret Wars thing was in the preseason arc. Like we're going to do that. The Federation we knew we were going to relegate them. Uh, And we knew what the storyline was going to be and it was bubbling under. Sticking with First Contact was just my decision in making the notes each day. Like well he's got that great like I'm fighting against something I can't win situation. And I feel like we could have gone and pulled in Insurrection and stuff like that. And I think we did make one data Insurrection yeah. reference at one point, but uh, it was mostly just like, well, that that'll keep that one on on simmer because we've got these other big storylines. And to be honest, who really wants to be reminded about half those movies, right? <laughs> I, I was just wondering who some of the other top vote getters in the Elevation League were. Uh, uh, all right. Well, before we answer your question, let me say this: uh, next season. For people who uh, really enjoy the FSL, I've heard on good authority that there may or may not be a brand new app uh, for your phones and tablets in which uh, gives you all the scores and uh, standings, as uh, including live updates. Uh, and that will be because of Patrick Delahenty. So everybody... Uh, now that I've I've put the pressure on him, uh, now he has to do now it. Now I have to finish it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but uh, just as 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 a as a kind of news peg, like it, it really is like the fan interaction has been the gig- the biggest most uh, gigantic part about it to the point where I think it was it was Don Jaime here in the in the second row who was hanging out with Tom as we were about to record a few episodes and like we try to keep a few episodes uh, ahead of where we are and. Uh, Jaime was like, I gotta leave. I gotta leave. I can't be spoiled. <laughs> like, uh, and it's it's so so great. And and uh, Patrick working on the app has been has been uh, amazing. And like having seen what is done of it. But then you keep changing the rules. <laughs> we will we will do Round our best. Robin. <laughs> <laughs> we will do our best to to not change the rules. So uh, let me know ahead of time. What was your question? Again? Well, yeah, well, uh, the votes for the other. Oh, teams. who else yeah. came in? Who was our other top vote? I'm getters? looking right now. Uh, the Betelgeuse Hitchhikers, uh, the Ankh-Morpork Hippos. Uh, get a, those are those two, those two always get votes. As do the Cheyenne Mountain Gators. Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy actually got some votes. Uh, Republic City Benders. Was that all, Petey? Petey's looking around. What? Who? Huh? What? Those are the only ones in 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 like significant multiples. Uh, I will say this. I know that uh, one of our most passionate fans, who's amazing and awesome, is uh, is Petey's co-host on the Fanny Pack Wrestling uh, podcast, uh, DJM David Majors, and uh, he has been very vocal about more anime 
uh, in the league. I, I, I had a really fun time with him in the off season last year doing a mini tournament, and that's something that me and Tom are both interested in, is just in doing more off-season stuff and maybe do these little mini tournaments and everything. And yeah. the fan reaction to that is really kind of what drives it. So if you guys want to see other random teams, uh, then let us know. Yeah, because one, one of the reasons that we resist putting things like the Ponyville Phillies, for instance, in, uh, which we decided to, to experiment with, uh, is that we don't know we don't know the franchise, and the show is not going to be as good if we don't know the franchises. So it and we need it to just be me and Justin sometime, you know, for the, for the main show. Yeah. But I think that's why this idea of doing some mini tournaments for things like anime, and when then we get you guys who are really into it to kind of the way DJ did last time. Yes. Uh, then then we feel like okay, this is gonna this is actually gonna because we needed to be the carried through that justice. anime tournament yeah. like. There's only so much, yeah. like, I... His I, back was sore at the end of that. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Listen, there's only so much I know about Sailor Moon and Goku. <laughs> R2. Um, um, no, it's r 2 d 2 Don't you get no, it? No, I do. Okay, it's, yeah, Whatever. It's a different... <laughs> I don't know if it was r 2 d 2 or r 2 Jutsu. I mean, whatever. Look, Either way. I don't know which she one She doesn't look druish. She doesn't look druish. Uh... Um, That's the, I just can't say that on the audio-only version because then it's like I'm just – they don't see what you're doing. And I'm like, oh, it's R2-D2. And they're like, what the hell? That was out of left field. Uh, in fairness, I'm wearing a giant Star of David. Well, I know. Exactly. Like, I can see that. They everything. can see that. Now so, they know. The person it, downloading it is, the podcast is funny when they get it, though. When yeah, they get it, it'll be very much funnier. They yes. get the joke. Okay. <laughs> Um, so my question is sometimes you have really, you know, great one liners and you can hear the audience reaction when, especially when it's a slow burn and then people get it. And I was wondering if you're ever doing something else and you think of a line or a point that you can exploit and you like write that down and then try to slip that into the show, if that ever happens. And if so, if there's one you can remember that you're particularly proud of in a way I think a lot of people have this experience where you think of a great comeback like the next day oh, yeah, and yeah. then you're sitting on it for a week waiting for somebody to say something so you can like get that brilliance insult in. Me, insult me, come on. Yeah, yeah, you're just like sitting on it. Like if you have any examples of that you're particularly proud of. Except for one of. that is centered around data. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I, that certainly does happen. I mean, having FSL is, is a great, like very rarely are you like, Oh man, I just thought of this amazing, you know, Kitty Pride joke. And do you have anything to do with it? You know, uh, uh, I c- yes, it happens a lot to me too. Yeah, I can say though that the uh, the the finale. Uh, descriptions involving uh, the deal getting worse all the time yeah. and Han Solo being encased were written last year at Dragon Con. Like, <laughs> so do you just have like, like a list of things? Eight. Like when you're looking down at your laptop, is some of that like, oh, here's some points I need to get in? Like, yeah, I'm yeah. guessing like he's one. got a Google Doc for that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> jokes I will use next year. Jokes for 12 months from now. <laughs> <laughs> he is actually Harry Seldon. Like, he knows everything that's going to happen. Okay, we have four minutes, okay. so let's try to get through uh, everybody that's here in line as fast as possible. All right, real quick. How much actual sports talk radio do you guys listen to? Uh, listen to a ton. I listen to, uh, podcast-wise, when I moved to California, I randomly started getting into South Florida sports talk radio, even <laughs> though I had never listened to South Florida sports talk radio. And uh, so I listened to the Dan Lebertard show, which is probably as close to kind of sports talk radio-y as I get. And then I listen to a couple sports podcasts like Bill Simmons' podcast right. and uh, the fantasy focus football podcast that ESPN does. But those are more sports-centric, not necessarily yeah. sports radio, uh, which obviously is yeah. like, I think growing up, 
sports talk radio uh, was a huge influence on oh, both yeah. me and Tom. I, I listened to a ton of KMOX growing up in the St. Louis area. Uh, ESPN Baseball Tonight is a big – Carl Ravitch in particular is a big inspiration. <laughs> that sounds ridiculous to say. But that's the kind of who I'm channeling when I, when I, when I host FSL Tonight. Yeah. Carl Ravitch and Ray Bradbury had a baby. Yeah. It's the FSL Don't Tonight podcast. Don't tell Carl Ravitch he will not be uh, flattered. But <laughs> – but yeah, um, ba- best pa- podcast in baseball has, has actually helped me out a lot in kind of thinking more about that sort of thing. Okay, two minutes, so we got to go quick. Real quick, um, I just discovered this uh, recently through Scott, what he wrote on his uh, Facebook page. Um, huge fan of the GFL stuff. Cool, um, thank you. And after hearing the talk radio show that you do on your on your podcast, is there some kind of did were y'all influenced by his stuff or the other way around or? Oh, sir, I mean like. Yeah. Uh, I would say, I mean, Scott, there's very ra- rare are the nerds that are also sports nerds. And, well, I have and, to be one of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and so I think, you know, the, the GFL as just a big, awesome, fat, honking science fiction idea overlaid and using sports themes was certainly a huge inspiration to me when we were first uh, talking about it, uh, talking about FSL. But, uh, you know, to take kind of that other turn, like uh, like to do kind of just – all the existing, uh, you know, pop culture ideas were. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I think it was probably the first day that we were discussing FSL that we're like, oh, we'll have to get Sigler involved somehow. Yeah, GFL is a sister choice. league to this. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right, re- real okay. quick, real quick, <clears throat> before they kick us out. Scott, your Southern is brilliant. It's Thank amazing. You. It's, it's <laughs> fantastic. Okay, short applause because we're gonna kick us out. Did did the controversy you think this season helped? Because we enjoyed it a lot. Oh, good. Thank you. The controversy? That's what sports radio well, is. Yeah. All sports talk radio is, if there's a controversy, that you talk about it. If there's not, you make one up. So exactly. There. Let's You're worry about whether or not people are looking at Michael Sam's penis exactly, in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Ten words. Go. Um, you said you're experimenting with the, the new franchises and everything. How much experience do you all have with Stargate seeing as it... I've first? watched every episode, every. including Atlantis and Universe. Okay. Yeah. Oh, bye. So. Good. And I've watched none. Good night! <laughs>